0: The following podcast is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. It should not be substituted for professional medical or psychological advice. Before beginning or changing a treatment plan, please consult your local healthcare professional.
1: Welcome back to a slightly delayed episode of Bio, Psycho, Social. I am Jordan. I am a nurse. I'm Kayla and I'm still a therapist. Still a therapist. So we had every intention of recording this episode two weeks ago, but things happened. I ended up in urgent care. <laughs> I ended up in urgent care uh, exactly when we were supposed to record the episode. So obviously that didn't happen. I am dedicated, not that dedicated. I had the creeping crud. Um, I did not have COVID. I actually didn't have anything testable, <laughs> right. but I was in bed for three days. Uh, and then I'll say because actually it's in the vein of this. And I was thinking about this morning. Um, I had uh, somebody who's dear to my family um, was was killed um, in a in a violent manner. So um, we had services for for her, and I was uh, spending time with my family so so talking about true crime is going to be is going to be tough however um we do this for a lot of reasons uh we kind of try to understand why do people Mm -hmm. uh we try to make sense out of you know why people do like the crazy things that they that they do and also uh to bring awareness this can happen this can happen to anybody Mm -hmm. and hit our um and hit our relatively small ish state. Mm -hmm. And also just to kind of empower you to say like, no, you're you're not crazy if you're having a bad feeling about something or someone or you're just, you know, saying I really need to leave the situation. It is okay to do that. Please do that. Mm -hmm. Um, This never puts the onus on the victim of a crime at all. But um, just to say like this, this can happen. and And it still does. So you know, we're thinking of her family, and it's yeah, a terrible, horrible thing. But here we here we are, and this is actually my mom's favorite. Uh, yeah, let me make sure Luna's not. What doing is your child doing? So plot twist: we are actually doing the episode on <laughs> Luna and the Bagel cape, in the Pretzel <laughs> Caper of 2022. So this is my mom's freaking favorite cru- true crime episode. I don't well, I don't want to say favorite, but. This woman was, my mother was glued to court TV when this was on. And she was actually at the dentist with my brother, with my brother, when the um, verdict came out and she was furious, furious, furious. People were. Yes. We were talking about the, um, the murder of Kaylee Anthony and the trial of Casey Anthony. So I watched um, the A&E Marsha Clark investigates the first 48 hours documentary. And I watched a court TV documentary. So the same, uh, so in the same vein, um, this was sort of the OJ Simpson trial of the 2010s, um, late 2000s, early 2010s. Um, So Marsha Clark, who got a raw deal, just saying, investigated the first 48 hours of the Casey Anthony uh, the Casey Anthony trial and the murder of Kaylee Anthony. Their names are so similar. I know. (laughs) I know. And it's, And you always want to keep the victim at the forefront. So you want to say the Kaylee Anthony trial, the Kaylee Anthony murder, but the Casey Anthony trial. trial. All right. (laughs) So always keeping the, the, the victim at the forefront. So if I accidentally refer it into terms of Casey, I apologize. So I will try to do better. So the intro of the documentary um, opens up with the 911 call. Cindy Casey's grandmother Um, Casey GC it's hard Um, the grandmother of uh, Kaylee and the mother of Casey um, reported that that Kaylee was missing Uh, and the long and the short of the trial is that her mother Casey Anthony was charged with her murder and was acquitted and people are none too pleased Mm -hmm. Uh, so the 911 trial happened in 2008 year I graduated high school. And Cindy said that the three-year-old Kaylee Anthony had been missing for a month. And the
0: 911 call was made on July 15th. And if you're thinking it, the 911, the 911 dispatcher did ask, why did you wait an entire month to report this child missing? I like, I can't find my cat for 10 minutes and I'm <laughs> deeply concerned. and I'm turning right. the house upside down. It's a myth. Also, that you have to wait forty eight hours to report someone missing, especially not a child. Exactly. You don't have to wait that long. Yeah, if somebody's
1: missing and that you know they should not be missing, if it's somebody that doesn't have the ability to leave on their own, really shouldn't really shouldn't wait. And the whole point of this
0: documentary is how important the first forty eight hours are mm-hmm. in a, in a trial. And if you call and try to report someone missing and the police hassle you about it, especially if it's a child, say, okay, I'm going to call back every hour on the hour until you take my report.
1: Yes. Just like reporting reporting abuse, uh, it's not your job to just to decide whether or not it's okay for you to report it. You should just report it and let somebody else make that decision for you. If mm-hmm. you're making this in good faith, and this isn't you know your partner who is at the store for an hour instead of fifty five minutes, then then you are an asshole. Then, sir, you are just an asshole, mm-hmm. or ma'am, or person. Are okay. they? Are <laughs> they? Uh, so so July sixteenth. Casey took uh, the police to, you know, so they took this report. Uh, Casey took the police to places that they thought Kaylee would be. Of course, Kaylee was not found. Marsha Clark and took the uh, banded herself together, uh, a crew to reinvestigate this. Um, Robin Maynard, who was a crime scene investigator who also searched for um, the remains of of Kaylee. And Sal Barbera, uh, a homicide investigator with the LAPD. So Kaylee's uh, Casey's story was that uh, the babysitter stole her um, as they do
0: not typically do. Uh, right. Which it was also especially contentious because first of all, did she make this the babysitter up? I can't remember. Didn't make the babysitter up. She made the babysitter up and I'm pretty sure the made up babysitter was a woman of color. Right. Yes. Like, it, she's it's allegedly. Hispanic. Yeah, Hispanic. Hispanic. yeah. Yeah. Which I'm getting it mixed up now. Cause I just recently listened to a podcast about. Sherry Papini, who mm-hmm. made up her own kidnapping and alleged that it was two Latina women that kidnapped her, which there is some rumblings about her being like a white nationalist. But regardless, th- that was specifically that was on purpose that she said that they were Latina women. And the woman mm-hmm. who
1: um, drove her children into the the lake, who I'm not sure if we did, yes, know, so, um, said she was abducted by a black man. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I can't with people. Uh, So so she enlisted these people to, um, to help her, you know, dissect the case and see what went right and what went wrong. A lot went wrong. So um, Casey said that she's been trying to find her daughter for a month. She didn't want to report that her daughter was missing. So she was trying to find her daughter on her own, but didn't really give a specific reason. Like I'm in danger. I was told not to call the police. She just said, oh, I just thought I I could
0: find her myself.
1: Which is insane. (laughs) That is insane. insane. The world is a
0: really big place. And I mean, the first thing that unfortunately, the first thing that would come to my mind is like, what if my child is being trafficked and I don't have access to, you know, the tools that I need to find them because they're in some network or in some place that I can't reach.
1: I I enlist help to find my keys, like, and my cats. Speaking of of cats, what are your cats going through today? They can't see me. That's what they're going through. Your mother's fine. (laughs) Your mother is fine. Her and auntie are doing important things. Uh, (laughs) I beg to differ. I beg to differ. You're having big feelings. Mm-hmm. And also said that Casey's car smelt like a dead body, which actually, if you knew my car in 2008.
0: Did it smell like a dead body? Kind
1: of. Um, there was like half a McDonald's order <laughs> underneath the seats. And it was just, I, I'm doing better at taking care of my cars. Thank you.
0: My apartment, I, I don't know if you've noticed, hopefully it's cleared up, but my apartment smelled like sauerkraut for several days. Even though I did not make sauerkraut. Did <laughs> the cats? No, I'm. Th- I think it was one of my neighbor's. There should be a rule. Like, I'm
1: fine if you smoke if you smoke hippie lettuce in your house, but please don't make anything stinky.
0: Especially, like, oh, if you can't open all the windows there. So exactly. And I think sauerkraut. I'm a sauerkraut fan.
1: I am not a sauerkraut in my blood, fan.
0: But it is not in mine. Which <laughs> but I don't want to smell it for, like, a week. Honestly.
1: No, I don't yuck up anybody's yum, but I don't want to smell right. it. <laughs> so, yeah, so her car did not smell like sauerkraut. It smelled like a dead body. <laughs> Even though sauerkraut sometimes smells like <laughs> It's tr- a dead body, like decaying bodies, and I think I go in t- that. Like they go into the smell of a dead body. It doesn't smell like anything besides a dead body. Like if you've ever
0: smelled a dead animal, I have several times. Yeah, I have smelled a dead. Not that I seek them out. I just I'm mm-hmm. a hiker, so it happens.
1: And I'm a I'm a nurse. I've smelled. I was a hospice nurse for a lot of years, so I have smelled dead bodies before, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a, it's like a sweaty. It's like a sweaty rot, it's like BO and rotten meat. It's yeah. Like a, I, that's yeah. what
0: I would say too. Like it's a very earthy smell, but like with a tinge of sweetness almost. Yeah, yeah. It's a little sweet. Um, it's an
1: overgrowth of bacteria, is mm-hmm. what it is. It's it's because we're all meat, basically. So it's so rotting meat, and it's an overgrowth of the flora and the gut and the bacteria. Yeah. Um, so it's like a pretty, it's an unmistakable smell. Mm-hmm. It smells like death, it smells like a dead body uh so anyway so they're trying to get more info from casey and casey said she took kaylee to zanaya uh zanaya see how smart i am i'm putting pronunciations in my notes now zanaya ferdinand gonzalez um a babysitter Mm -hmm. um june 9th 2008 and claimed that that was the last time she saw her oh that was the day after your birthday yeah day after my 18th birthday yeah, that was the day we all went to my house with my brother dressed up as Iron Man.
0: <laughs> Jordan's brother is what? How old is he now? He's 21 now. He's 21 and I, for, forever in my head, he's like, how old is he? Now? Eight. Seven. Drum, dressing, yeah, dressing up yeah. with a mustache and a sombrero and entertaining all of them. and he also
1: dressed up Poor jacob uh he dressed up as iron man and he would take an Advair inhaler and glue it <laughs> to his stomach for the like it like tape it to his shirt to make the uh we're laughing
0: we're like laughing Aaron, with you jacob we're i
1: know with that's like the cutest thing but uh <laughs> yeah that's what uh yeah that's what jacob did when he was when he, was, uh, when he was seven and all of my friends were over mm-hmm. uh, for my for my 18th. Because uh, I think that was also a day we did a scavenger hunt, too. Which tracks. Uh, so, she said she didn't call the um, police saying that she was naive, saying she was afraid something bad would happen. Something bad already happened. Something bad already happened. Like, what would you... Mm,
0: I mean, I guess if, like, someone actually kidnaps their child and they're like, oh, if you call the police I'll do X, Y, Z. But, like, But she never
1: verbalized that. Right. She just said, I was afraid something bad would happen. She was afraid that they would hurt her because they called the police. But you have no, you can either do something or do nothing. Mm -hmm. You should probably, you should do something if your child is missing. Uh, So at 4 a.m., the detectives drove around with Casey Anthony and took her to all the places where the uh, person, where, um, where the nanny could be which until 645 in the morning, all were dead ends. She gave really specific addresses as well. Um, And Casey said uh, she was working at Universal Studios at the time. So, and she was an event coordinator, which sounds made up Mm -hmm. because it was, and she was actually fired two years ago from working at Universal. Yeah, I would fire her too. Yeah. And she balls out, took the detectives to her, they knew she was lying so they balls out took her to Universal Studios she walked up to the front gate gave her name and said oh I definitely work here I definitely have a boss you know this is the name of my boss and they're like ma'am that is not your boss and she somehow gets let in she takes the cops through an office at Universal Studios and her ass is waving to people hey how back? no shit and then, hey, how are? And people are like going, "What's this?" And she finally says, "I don't work here." And they're like, "We, we know, we know you <laughs> don't work here. We know, we know."
0: Um, so she, mentioned she doesn't work there. And I think that so would be just, yeah the part of being like an investigative detective or police officer that I would really enjoy is like when I know someone's lying, what making them prove that they're telling the truth and watching them fucking squirm because they're that grinds my gears when people lie. Me like too, lie flat address. out to my face and think that I'm going to believe them. Yeah.
1: You're like, you're full of shit. Right. And, and just kind of like, just basically like giving them enough rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just watching And she really committed to this. She was going for broke on this one. I don't know what her plan was. I don't think she had one. And she was like, okay, you got me. I don't work at universal studios. I haven't seen my month my daughter in a month and I don't know where she is. You're a bad person.
0: That's, bad that's person. what I'd say to her as the investigating cop. Like oh, that's not well, nice. you're a bad person. <laughs> well,
1: you are a really bad person. You really, you really screwed the pooch on this one, didn't you? Uh, so, so we're now at three p.m. on the sixteenth, uh, and they arrested Casey. She lied to the police. And for an obstruction of justice and for child neglect. You're really supposed to know where your child is. Yeah, that would be an immediate call to CPS. That's a biggie. Yep, know where your kid is. Mm -hmm. And this is not like shade, you know, kid runs away from me in the grocery store. Like that that freaking happens. And also, you're sounding every alarm in the book and Mm -hmm. screaming and losing your mind till you find this kid, Mm -hmm. not, you know, just hoping she finds her way home with her little Holly Hobby suitcase, even though this is (laughs) 2008. Mine was a random little girl that had Jordan that had my name on it too. Yeah. Um, did you ever run away from home when you were a kid or try to?
0: I did. I packed all of my stuff into my pair, my care bearer suitcase uh-huh. with the intention of walking to my grandma's house, which was like it, within walking distance. I kind of as an adult, but I was probably like six. Yeah. And I packed all of my stuff and my mom watched me. She let me leave. She watched me walk to the end of the street. And then I came back. She knew I was going to come back.
1: I did too, which was, this is also tracks. If you know me, this completely tracks. I was around four or five and I packed up all my stuff and my parents were like, where are you going? And I went, I think it's time I moved out. (laughs) Jordan's like, well, I'm going to go set up my
0: 401k. And, uh.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I, I think I'm really ready to leave. And they're like, I mean, you're not terribly off base, but you're, you're, you're four. Go back upstairs, please. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to. And then I was bummed I had to unpack, which is not something I enjoy doing yeah. still. I'm getting better at it. She. So they got a search warrant of the Anthony residence. So the people that live there I, Casey kind of lived there on and off with Kaylee. Kaylee's grandmother, Cindy, slash Casey's mom, and Casey's father, George Anthony, and her brother, whose name is escaping me right now, and it's on another page. But those are the people that live there. So they got a search warrant of the residence, both inside and outside. And uh, submitted for evidence um, was the dead body smelling car, which is an unforgettable stench um the forensic investigator that uh the defense hired said it was um a bag of garbage being left in the trunk which again if you knew my car in 2008 that did track um, i mean
0: if you have like a bunch of dead mice in there or something maybe
1: or like a of like an entire bra pot roast that you didn't cook
0: yeah well there's like that time when somebody some dumbass in my complex put um it, like, it looks like a turkey carcass, like they had carved a turkey, and then, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever was left over. Yeah. They put it in front of the recycling bin for some reason. How many vultures? I, yeah, that was the day that I took a video of all of those vultures. I wish I, I went out and took took out my recycling, and I was like, hi, and they were hissing it. <laughs> I got the video. I sure did. Vultures don't attack.
1: No, they, they don't. don't. Really um, Unless they
0: have a nest. They don't really attack people. So same. I wasn't
1: worried. About. No. They just sound horrible. I actually went to a butcher once and there were vultures everywhere because mm-hmm. of all the raw meat. was a good but, spot for them. And it, I'm like, I, and, and then I like didn't want to get on my car because we know how I love birds. Hey, we need carrion animals.
0: They're an important part of our ecosystem. You're I'm like, well, you're, you're not saying they're not. But.
1: I know. I'm like with my <laughs> person, I'm like, you're an important part of our ecosystem. Who so could you get away from me? <laughs>
0: um, so the,
1: yes, yeah, so it smelled like garbage in the trunk. And then he said, there's no way of knowing for sure if it's a dead body. Um, Wait, like the smell?
0: Yes, for sure. I'm thinking like you can test the fibers for like body juices.
1: You can't know how else to put that. On. You can, but body juices are body juices. It could be body juices from an animal. You can't definitively okay. say it's, it's a human. human. It. So the forensic investigator couldn't say that it was human. However, they did verbalize that it was um, uh, cadaver sniffing dogs were mm-hmm. all over the trunk.
0: Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I mean I I love dogs, mm-hmm. and I love that they have jobs but there's a wide margin of error when it it's comes true. to animals so, because they get, um, it's when they're trained, it's a reward based system, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so they're, so, they're gunning so much for the reward <laughs> that sometimes they misidentify a scent or they almost like pretend that they found something <laughs> when they get a treat. I mean, I'm glad they exist. Yeah. But we have cadaver, do- we had cadaver dogs at nine It's true. We have dogs that can search people out during avalanches. And th- mm-hmm. those are really important things that humans can't do, but. Just to say, especially drug sniffing dogs, there's a very wide margin of error with that.
1: But the um, forensic investigator said that he would have felt more confident that it was human, had a human remains, had they, had he known about the dogs. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. So it does help. So, so now I remember, and I, by the way, did this again. Uh, They were looking for a possible motive because they wanted to find out what Casey was doing those 30 days that her daughter was missing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, did you look at uh, the photo bucket?
0: The photo bucket? No.
1: You that, have a. That's a website I haven't heard about. They submitted to evidence Casey's photo bucket from the thirty days of the post, from the thirty days that she was lost, and that is some damning evidence. Yeah,
0: I did. I I don't. I didn't realize it was on photo bucket. I know we had to use that to host all of our images, like in my, the MySpace days. Yes. Um, but. I saw the photos of her like partying and drinking in a beer like pot. Yes. Outside of Taco Bell. And I think that um, that's what was so scandalous to the mm-hmm, country was that yeah. this little baby was missing a little girl yeah. and her mother was out partying. Like everybody deals with that sort of grief in their own way, but not like that usually. <laughs> no, that's and not going out, living your best 20 something. Because life. having a relative missing is a very specific kind of grief. It's a, a type of complex grief, I forget what it's called. But whenever you have someone who is uh, missing, um and mm-hmm. they their body hasn't been located, or it's a similar type of grief when you lose someone to like a cognitive, a degenerative disease like Alzheimer's, because the person is there but they're not there. Anticipatory grieving? No, that's different. So yeah. anticipatory grief is like when you know that they're gonna yeah, die. Right. And so you're kind Which of going through the stages. Delays um, and stuff. This is more so. of like I want to grieve the person, but I also I'm holding on to hope that they're still alive and they're still out there somewhere. So that's that's a very specific type of grief that happens to people who have have had their children kidnapped or murdered or Mm -hmm. their relatives, not just their children, um, their loved ones, I should say. And they haven't Um, found a body yet. And it's it's yeah. And it's the yeah. reason why like marriages don't survive and relationships break off and jobs are lost and things like that, because that's all these people can focus on. They're finding limbo. their loved ones. Yeah, yeah they're, they're in limbo. such
1: a yeah, they're in such a raw place and in such a vulnerable spot. So which makes it makes it really freaking weird that she got a tattoo of Bella Vita on her shoulder. Beautiful. Life. I
0: was no. our, our? Roberta Benigni was Robert- cringed that day. Roberto He's like, Benigni. I don't know why, but I'm cringing today. Roberto Benigni is like, I don't I love you. <laughs> no, it's not good.
1: Yes, yes. No, you a beautiful life. My kid is missing. I am all for positivity, but that is a lot. You are, you're
0: not having a beautiful
1: life. No, definitely not now. Um, she entered a hot body contest at a nightclub. They must have not called us. Yeah. Well, we
0: were... 1918 19 <laughs> we were doing other
1: stuff we doing other things uh she was shopping and clubbing 24 hours after she dropped off dropped off kaylee quotes and quotations uh with the nanny she went to blockbuster old tech alert
0: i miss blockbuster like did you see you they have that show on netflix the yes blockbuster, yes which yeah like bizarre it's almost like if i made a show if Never mind. I'm not gonna go there. The like, last, if, the last blockbuster, yeah. It's like if Jeffrey Dahmer made a show about one of his victims, like, okay, it's not. <laughs> you know, you oh know my gosh, yeah, right.
1: that's so, right. Netflix, yeah, Netflix, Netflix
0: killed the blockbuster
1: pretty much. Oh, I'm, I'm jumping around. Bless the tattoo artist for testifying in the court. He oh, she did. He did, yeah. He had the tattooed La Bella Vita. I'm like, first of all, totally mediocre tattoo. Second of all, and he's like, I don't know. She acted pretty normal. She just got the tattoo. I gave her the tattoo?
0: That was one of my favorite parts of the documentary that I watched mm-hmm. was that, well, and about this trial, was that they called in every single fucking expert on every single fucking thing that you can imagine. Like, there yeah. was a man up there on the stand, and they, because... They showed like a montage of everyone explaining what they do, and it was all this very specific stuff. So like this guy was like, "I am a biologist who studies insects that are on decomposing bodies," or something like that. <laughs> like it was very specific. It's
1: very niche. Yes. Yes. I also won a hot body contest. There was somebody there that won a hot body contest that one time. Well, good for them. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. That didn't actually happen. Um, <laughs> um so all right so that was july 2nd that the la bella vita tattoo happened july 3rd cindy anthony goes to universal going where's where's my kid where's my grandkid uh because they haven't heard
0: from her and right yeah they um grandma and grandpa were, were much more concerned and invested yeah. in finding casey than or kaylee than kaylee. casey was and the 911 call i think was C- from, Cindy from Cindy made the yeah. 911 call and she was extremely distraught and she handed the phone to Casey mm-hmm. i had to think about that yep. and she was like hey hey what's up yeah my daughter's missing like she was just very nonchalant about it it's true and they hadn't heard from her for a couple of weeks and was
1: like hey I, where's and they and Casey uh Casey was so young she was teen mom uh when she had Kaylee so George and Cindy took a pretty active role in raising her. Mm -hmm. So for her to be missing or for them not to hear from her, it's like, it's, it's really bizarre and out of the ordinary. It's like, we get our nieces and nephews, we get pictures of them all the time. You know, we're all, you know, we're in contact with, you know, if all of a sudden I, we didn't hear, we didn't hear from them or, you know, we would have done the same thing. Like, exactly. hey, how are you know how are our nieces and nephews doing? We would have done the same thing. So mm-hmm. it's like bizarre to go like radio silent. So Fourth of July, you know, Casey had herself a fun time at the Fourth of July party. I was getting sick when I wrote these notes of the fu- the yeah <laughs> so, talked about. Um, uh, so she didn't talk about her kid getting kidnapped or anything. She talked about her kid though uh so and on the 15th uh cindy finds out calls and finds out that kaylee's gone and calls and calls the cops oh and then her boyfriend she had a boyfriend this whole time too said he would marry a woman with a kid hmm huh
0: you don't say which is like find someone just find someone else like find someone who likes kids yeah He's he's not it for you. That's it. okay. No, that's like, okay. That, if he doesn't want kids, that's that doesn't make him a bad person. No, not it's at just all. Not for you, no. You
1: have a kid. Casey is getting increasingly pissed off with her family. The jailhouse calls. Um, Casey saying they just want Kaylee back. That's all they care about.
0: Not me sitting here in a jumpsuit. That's correct. We don't care. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Orange is not your color, girl. So that made us happy that you were wearing it. Oh.
1: And four months after the disappearance, um, they presumed Kaylee dead and Casey was charged with her murder.
0: Did they ever find her body? Yes. They did. Oh yeah, that's right.
1: Um, <laughs> so on December 11, 2008, six months after the disappearance, her remains were found.
0: In like a swamp.
1: In like, like the brush. Yeah. Cause they're in Florida. Florida. Yeah. So,
0: nice There's the lots of swamp, swamp people. And bodies, unfortunately. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, when I saw that part, I, one of my worst nightmares as a hiker is finding a dead body, and like, what would I do? Not right, that it would like happen pretty often, because I I tend to go on trails that are pretty like well populated, and yeah. that's something you're only going to find like in the obviously where no one else really is. But like, what would I do? Would I sit with a dead body until <laughs> emergency crews arrive? Like, you would call me. I would probably call nine one one. Have a little poop in my pants. <laughs> I would call you and be like, I'm sitting with the dead body. I, I shit feel myself. really sad about the fact that they're out here in the woods, so I don't want to leave them. That's exactly where I would go with that. So I would drive my happy ass down with a mm-hmm. pair of pants
1: because yes, I'm a big you. friend in a plastic bag. Um, and then I would come wait with you. Mm-hmm.
0: See, now well, we know- I, I also wouldn't be hiking on a desolate trail by myself no and i would really be
1: shit out of luck here because i would have to hike by myself and the only person i hike with is you <laughs> um so yeah so that's how that would go mm-hmm. um so now your anxiety can be decreased about that because we have a plan right okay it's like i'm um, so glorious Steinem used to be afraid that she was going to become a bag lady a fendi bag lady like like a shopping cart lady that's what i'm yes <laughs> <laughs> yes, like you know, she was afraid that she was become a shopping cart lady. Yes. So she sat with that feeling for a while. And she said, you know, I'm really organized. So I would organize all of the bag ladies. And I would give everybody a district. And I would make sure everybody had enough food. And she goes, now I feel better about it. Because I know if I ever become a bag lady, I would have a job. I would have a purpose in life. In therapy, this is what we
0: call decatastrophizing. We follow the fear down all the way. And mm-hmm. then we say, okay, what's the plan if we get to that point?
1: What's the plan if we find a body? Well, we call Jordan because Jordan is very good with bodies. (laughs) It's true. I am, if you need to go to a funeral, bring me. I'm the best at a funeral. I'm also really fun at weddings. You brought me to a wedding. Um, (laughs) But I am awesome at a funeral. Really good with the receiving line. I usually have a nice story about the deceased. I am. Meanwhile,
0: I run down the receiving line going, good game, good game, (laughs) good game, good game. game." game. (laughs) The yeah. most awkward fucking thing. I'm so good. I mean, being at a funeral is awkward inherently. but...
1: Oh, I, I don't want to say I love it, but I, I do. That's where I thrive. That's mm-hmm. my, that's my spot. Grief is, grief is such a vulnerable thing, and it's such a vulnerable time and emotion. But it's so, it's so fascinating to me because I love how people behave in grief, and I, it's something that I want to bring out of people. I want to normalize because it's healthy. Mm-hmm. So it's like a grieving ground. it's beautiful, so I like to just make it mm-hmm. make it the best it can be. Call me if you need a funeral friend. I'm your girl a funeral plus one a funeral plus one um but give me a give me a story about the people f o s full of shit oh I, I wrote funny things, didn't I? I wrote jokes um so c s i started searching for the dead body um that Kayla didn't find, and uh the body was severely decomposed Mm-hmm. And it was, I really have to give it up to the CSI people, um, especially Robin Maynard, the one that Good they rhythm. interviewed. What's that? Good yeah, rhythm. I have to give it up to them because um, the way that they uh, she spoke about it, so much care. They just really put so much care and so much reverence into looking for this little girl's mm-hmm. remains. They combed, they painstakingly went through every last morsel of dirt in Well, I think this is the last bit of
0: her. Another one of those situations the last episodes that we did we ta- I talked about um a little girl that was murdered by her parents and I had said at that time and I think the same rings true here is that the community steps in and says, "Okay, if you don't care about this baby, this is our baby now. Yeah. And we're going to find her. And we're going to make sure that she's, you know, taken care of."
1: It's true. Yeah, it's true. And it's sort of it's it, it, I keep bringing up funerals. I was the one I was at, I was looking at the, the person that was giving the uh, clergy that was giving the sermon. And I was thinking, I'm like, that's a very interesting place to be in because they're holding the line because Mm -hmm. normalcy has to happen. And work has to happen, so it's sort of their their purpose is to is to continue. Because I'm like, how do you do a funeral like this, especially if someone died very tragically? That's your job, right? Is to hold the that is that's how you serve the family and that's how you pay homage to the deceased. And that's what these people were doing, just combing through Mm -hmm. every last every last bit of this little girl, which had to be gutting. It had to be just freaking heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, it was so meticulous and so incredible. So they found bones, duct tape, a Winnie the Pooh blanket, and and clothing, and everything was in like a laundry bin, like it was tossed. Um, she was found in a bag, and um, it could be linked to the Anthony home because her room was Winnie the Pooh themed. Okay. Yeah. So Casey's attorney, who is a fucking asshole, allegedly, in my opinion,
0: um, <laughs> the... the um- The entire documentary I watched, obviously, it was court TV, so they focus on the trial specifically. So this is what it covered. It didn't cover anything before that, really. Right.
1: Which, hey, we we inadvertently always end up getting Mm -hmm. the right stuff. We usually don't talk about what the other one researched. Once in a while, we do. Um, So attorney Chaney Mason, Casey's attorney, along with Jose Baez, which my mother has big feelings about, not good ones, claim that Kaylee drowned
0: mm mm-hmm. In the pool. In the pool. While well, she was
1: unsupervised, I think. Right. And George... So, Kay, uh, so Kaylee
0: died. Her father... And they made... Told, yeah. They made... The attorney made some weird claims about... Like, there was a video of Cindy going into the pool, they had an above ground, like circular pool. Mm -hmm. And there was a video of her climbing into and helping Kaylee into the pool. And he's making some really weird claims about like, Oh, see how independent Kaylee is. She can do it completely by herself. Like she's confident in doing it by herself. Meanwhile, Cindy is like physically holding onto her. So she doesn't fall off the ladder. right? And that's so she can get into the pool. It was just very bizarre.
1: Which developmentally, like a little three-year-old, Picking themselves up, if you've ever makes sense trying to help (laughs) a toddler
0: tie their shoes, you get the whole "I can do it." Ten
1: years later, right? They're still there. Rumor has it they're still there tying their shoes. But yeah, you just like, yep, you're doing so great, and you just stand there and you know let them go up the stairs by themselves. But yeah, they're right there. They were grasping at straws. And George, they they allege that George flew off the handlebars, told. Kate um, Casey that she would go to jail because she was so careless and you let Kaylee drown, which I mean, if that happened which I don't think it did, which if that happened and he said something like that in the moment, it's not appropriate and it's not kind and it's not conducive, but it makes sense. He was all up in his feelings. All up in his feelings. And we don't teach men how to navigate their feelings. They toggle switch to anger. Um, which is a problem that we have in society that we're working on and uh, claims and they, and Casey claims that she disassociated after um, Kaylee died um, after Kaylee died in the pool, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Very well could have um, hence all the clubbing Uh, stated that the family was um, prompted to smell a cadaver. They said, you know, this smells like a body and George, it's worth mentioning George Anthony's um, XPD, is ex police mm-hmm. officer yeah. too so he could have experienced smelly bodies he likely did so and they d- tried to discredit the um cadaver dogs and um <laughs> yeah it's okay <laughs> it's
0: okay i just that and a spout, and and like lie detectors anything with like a large margin actually mm-hmm. lie detector results aren't um, admissible in court because no. they have a, a wide margin of error. But.
1: Right, because it's based on your heart rate, which by
0: the way, changes when you're stressed or dehydrated Dude, or sick. Dude, or... my heart rate changes sometimes when I, somebody in the Taylor Swift Reddit subreddit posted a picture of their Apple Watch's heart rate results when she was waiting in line to get concert tickets. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes like, sense. Up.
1: Yeah, it up because you're nervous <laughs> and you're trying to get tickets and you're and you're about to spend a lot of money. We're going to have a watch party. Um, and this guy was a this guy was dick. You disrespectfully disagreed with the cadaver dogs. He was going to Marsha Clark. You don't really believe that, do you? She was like, actually, I do. I'm yeah. like, sir, this is Wendy's.
0: Um, what do you think would happen to me if I was like on the stand and I said, actually, I do, bitch. Do you think the judge would hold me Depends on the judge. <laughs> um,
1: and um, And he said, only 12 people's opinion count about this trial. I realize, sir, you got paid, and you're really happy
0: about that. Also, it's what a jury is doing is not. Well, I guess they're giving you their opinion, but they're looking at the evidence and saying, "Is there enough evidence to convict this person?" Is really that's the jury's job. Yeah. Not like do they feel like this person is a bad person. It's is there evidence to convict them. So, the prosecution's job is to show that there is evidence, and the defense's job is to show that that evidence is not. Up to par. Right. Essentially. So
1: it's all complicated and convoluted. And they were trying to say that the body couldn't have been seen from the road, which they did, they redid it, and you, you could see the body from the road, and saying that the person that found the body killed her,
0: mm-hmm. who
1: was the meter reader. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> poor meter reader. There's always there's always collateral damage of somebody very lovely. And that you can't see um Seventeen feet from the road, which uh, months before you could, they had there was brush all cleared out and it all overgrown since. But at the time, you, you potentially could have. Let's see. Uh, medical examiners were discussing homicide versus accidents. No way to tell. They brought up there was a heart sticker on her mouth, but uh, they really honed it on like the, There was a duct tape and there was a heart sticker over her mouth.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Which they said it's a homicide if there's duct tape over her mouth. The medical examiner yeah, said there's no it reason She for probably
0: it to... didn't put it there herself. Nope. That's like when people are found with like their hands tied behind their back and it's ruled a suicide. How? Not that good with math. Looking at you, U.S. military. In right. my opinion, allegedly. Allegedly, in my opinion. Don't ask. I'm whispering a lot. i <laughs> <story.
1: laughs> um, sharing my secrets. With and you. they were also trying to say that the duct tape was placed on after decomposition, which... Duct tape is pretty indestructible. I've made a lot of repairs with duct tape and WD-40. So the first, you know, so they were trying to look for, they were trying to look for a motive. They were wondering, was it, you know, the pool accident? Um and Then Judge Perry, the judge uh confusion best defense um yeah the judge said if it was an accident you know confusion's the best defense you know if you're saying it could be this or it could be that and you didn't have anything placed to the other one yeah they yeah. were
0: intentionally trying to confuse or confound yeah the yep. jury mm-hmm. and uh they also seized the computer whose computer casey uh, the family computer at
1: home um and there were uh yeah google the stores google. the google searches
0: of best ways to suffocate somebody chloroforming somebody Guys, we should know this by now. Like, it was just about something we were learning at that time, but it should be common knowledge that, like, it's very easy to check your history, even if you delete it. Yes. (laughs) Your Google search results, even if you delete it. Yes. That can be found through subpoena very easily. Oh, Yeah. Um, so Jose Baez, who my mother doesn't
1: like, um said that the toddler drowned. um, it's the leading cause of death of one to four year olds in Florida that alligators, and he also just brought up George sexually
0: abused Kaylee and Casey and never brought it up again right um, they they focused a lot on that in the documentary. I watched yeah, that, um, the reason why Casey was like snapped or something I don't know something like that was mm-hmm. or she was afraid of George, yeah because you know he said that he was making threatening statements to her and she was afraid of george because she had been sexually abused early on in her life and physically abused i think Mm -hmm. but they showed george's face as they were discussing this and he's just sitting back there like shaking his head like yeah that fucked me up and like i don't know her family's history maybe it's true maybe it's not there they were not able to provide any evidence that that was the truth but um what fucked me up about it was that George and Cindy seemed to be the only ones who cared about this right. baby's well-being, mm-hmm. and now here we are accusing him of sexually right. abusing a child. And
1: the bodyguard who was in charge of the Anthony family said George was devastated. Mm-hmm. Cindy couldn't push, like was like soft treading around her daughter. I don't you know what she was afraid of that she was going to leave, and they wouldn't be able to figure out what happened to her, and. Casey was flat. Oh, and apparently uh, George and Casey got into it. I
0: don't know if surprised.
1: Yeah. There was an altercation because he's like, what the fuck happened? Basically, he was like, what happened to her? And Cindy kicked out George, mm-hmm. which was a mistake. And they were telling him, stop acting like a cop.
0: I think it was appropriate for him to act. <laughs> like like it was.
1: <laughs> and also, if that's been his job and that's been his identity, like... That's what he's going to jump to. Yeah. Yeah. We I act like a nurse. You work mm. like a therapist. Well, not when I'm not
0: getting paid to.
1: That's true. That's yeah. very important to me. That's true. That's a good point. But you still therapeutically communicate with people. That's true. That's true. And you do the therapist mm, a lot.
0: Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm. if it's in your if it's in your nature, that's that's totally. More no, important. I'm going to be self conscious of all of my um, minimal encouragers. <laughs> I like
1: your minimal <laughs> encouragers. No, don't be self conscious. They're wonderful. Um, so they talk to another prosecutor. Um, the, they talked to the prosecutor that things Casey uh, incapacitated Kaylee, duct taped her mouth and waited, which makes sense. Like suffocated her. Like suffocated mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And also, if in the prosecuting brought up a good point, if she died in the pool and they wanted to dispose of her body, George was like happy. He knew how to dispose of a body. He could dispose of it. They would have done better than throwing it next to the next right. to the woods. Yeah. So obviously, Casey yeah. because she's fucking stupid. Yep. And the computer, um, the computer search was, quote, foolproof suffocation. The defense missed that too. And Jose Baez discussed it in his book because, of, oh, of course, he freaking did. Of course, he is. There's probably a
0: really big Oh, I forgot of to say the at back. the top yeah. that very recently there was a documentary put out on Peacock mm-hmm. about this where Casey speaks for herself. It's like, I don't fucking care what she has. To I, don't say. Either. I
1: don't care. I have already decided you did this.
0: Okay. So has the rest of America.
1: Exactly. And Jose Bias wouldn't comment on that, of course. He wouldn't even get paid. So they looked, yeah, they looked through all the open, uh, they looked up for all the open records in the court. Um, oh, and they were trying to say that George looked up the suffocation. Mm-hmm. However, um, they saw that he looked it up, um, that it was searched um, at, at 2.51 p.m. Mm-hmm. And George was at work at 3 o'clock. So unless he, you know.
0: And it's worth noting that smartphones were not really a thing back then. Like they existed, but most people didn't have them yet. Right. So it was the home. It was the family home computer. Mm -hmm. So
1: George would have had to quick Google this real quick got got into his car gotten to work and to bed at work on time for three o'clock and he worked more than a couple of minutes away from his house and the google search was around other activities casey and logged on to or myspace or whatever uh whatever the whatever the social media was at the time um so oh yeah aol and myspace before and after and that's all I have for notes because it was just the first forty-eight.
0: That so came- the the results were that Casey was found, I think, guilty of something minor. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, it was the obstruction of justice. Obstruction of yeah. justice, and pretty much all of the court experts that they spoke to um, had the same opinion that if she, if the prosecution, the DA's office, was not going for second-degree murder, which would have been a potential death sentence Mm -hmm. for Casey that they probably could have won the case so if they were looking for something manslaughter uh, manslaughter exactly they said if even if it was just that she probably would have gotten a conviction and that was because they pursued this so aggressively and Mm -hmm. I think because of the the objects on this that everybody had such big feelings and big opinions about it they wanted to have add a, a very serious consequence onto it and that's what lost them the trial that's interesting. And now what is Casey Anthony doing? She's hanging out with your ex-boyfriend, your toxic ex, according to TikTok. Because I right. have seen a multiple so TikTok of women who are like, why is Casey Anthony with my ex-boyfriend? Like, I hate him. And I'm not surprised. But It's a good place <laughs> for him. <laughs> so if you have an ex, if you, like the rest of us, have an ex who is toxic and or potentially a, soci- a sociopath, they have probably hung out with Casey, Casey Anthony <laughs> and partied with her which I just saw a video Fine. scrolling through TikTok to see if I could find anything recent. And um, I saw a video of her. She had called the police. It was like the cop um, body cam footage. She had called the police because some woman assaulted her in a bar by throwing a drink on her. And it, I guess, which it, is fair, which I guess it ha- it didn't have anything to do with this case. It was because they had dated the same person or something like that. And I'm like, I'm surprised that every time, she shows up anywhere in public. People aren't throwing things at her. Like tomatoes, exactly. drinks. Yeah. She's like projectile vomiting. <laughs> <on her. laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Let me get some so, mithy <laughs> Yes, she's free, but she, her, not free. her image is tarnished. She can't go it is, anywhere without. ain't the Bella Vita. It ain't about la Bella Vita. La Bella
1: Vita. La Dolce Vita. No. No. It's not. It is not. Bella Vita, it is not. Mm-mm. Uh, found Malady. <laughs> yes, I don't like that.
0: Um, so I wish she was in jail, but she sort of is. We we're putting her in jail. Yes, we've, we've decided. decided she's in social jail. <laughs> I guess we could call it. Which is almost which
1: is almost as bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you also yes. Yeah, so when you're in jail, you also get your laundry done for you. So she also has
0: to do her own laundry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a random question for you. What? What? If you had to pick a code name for yourself, if you were on a secret mission, what would your code name be? <laughs> oh my God, um, Scarlet Begonias. What? Scarlet Begonias. Scarlet Begonias. Yeah. Why? I love that song. Oh, I don't. I've, I've never heard that song. Grateful Dead. Oh. Um, what would yours be? Slave. Slave. <laughs> because Slave that was and Scarlet. that was my nickname and high school and college yes it was because we found out that flavor Flav has a daughter named kayla so he has a lot of children it went from calling me kayla flave to just the Flav. the Flav. and also speaking of flavor Flav, i saw a tiktok with him recently and he is very sober and he looks fantastic we love him we do because he was just not in his right mind he when was he having did big feelings the flavor of love he was not doing well so no. it was awesome to see
1: him so healthy that's great that's mm-hmm. good to hear we love a success story i love to see people do well
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: my husband actually watched an interview with matthew perry oh. um who went through the gamut with addiction Oh, I can imagine, and is doing beautifully. That's good. He was um uh, he actually he was um sober from alcohol. Uh, he was drinking really heavily during the Friends days. Became sober from alcohol, and then um got into an accident and was on pills. Mm. That happens. Yep, and would go to open houses. To steal
0: prescription medications. Yikes! Which Carrie Fisher did too. Um, mm-hmm. um, Matthew Perry also voiced voiced a character in one of my favorite video games, Fallout New Vegas, because he was a really is a really big fan of the series. That's awesome. So he he. Oh, what what was the character? I don't know. Some bigwig that like ran a casino in Vegas. That's his character. Cool. So so he's doing well too.
1: I yeah. love. We love to see well, him. I mean, that a long time ago,
0: but, oh. so.
1: But he's, he's doing well, and he's... Yeah, so we like seeing people doing well. Oh, that made me happy about Flame of Flav. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., speaking of my brother doing... He's doing well and very sober,
0: so we love a success story. So we're not... Yeah, I think a mind. lot of people who are currently fans of Iron Man and, and Robert Downey Jr., who don't is basically um, Iron Man yeah. in real life, yeah, they don't know because his... Uh, Downfall, if you want to call it that, his period of addiction was a long time. It was way before the Marvel movies. That's what skyrocketed skyrocketed him back to fame. Yep, and you know who else is doing well? I saw an interview. Lindsay Lohan.
1: Oh, we all want that. We all want that for her. I watched an interview with her, and she was bubbly and bright, and seemed really happy and. Lucid, so so we love a success story. Amanda Vines next, please. Amanda Vines we would love we would Amanda, lo-
0: please. Amanda, please. We would love to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we just really want Casey Anthony to have a Especially bad day, Especially since um oh God, what's her name that was on iCarly? Um, Jeanette McCurdy. She came out with her memoir. I'm, I'm glad, glad my mom is dead. I actually something. want
1: to read that. Actually. Yeah, we too. Yeah. But
0: she We love our without, moms <laughs> without naming names, she was very explicit in in her experience. Working in Nickelodeon with a certain producer, Dan Schneider. I was going to say um, his name rhymes with Man <laughs> Um I don't care. She's a minor <laughs> um, allegedly. In my opinion, allegedly in my opinion. Um, and Amanda Bynes works with him very closely he actually lived with him okay
1: that's worse <laughs> yeah. oh god go on a, go on a deep dive i have gone on so many nickelodeon deep dives you all should go on a nickelodeon deep dive because it. it i mean it i don't I, you up It'll it ruined ruin my childhood, childhood. <laughs> yeah. it ruined my childhood um we
0: should have been cartoon network girlies we were nickelodeon
1: <laughs> no no but i i Nickelodeon yeah it's it's all it's all it's all fucked up still on my bucket list to get slimed but still
0: that's what happens when you have child actors you know and that's oh my god I don't want to go on and on and on today but that's also why we need to protect children who are featured in YouTube and TikToks because currently there are no protections and their parents can be very sketchy about it but that's a topic for another day protect the children yeah yes Okay, well, you can, we have a Patreon, check out our Patreon, you can subscribe for as little mm-hmm. as $1 a month. If it's $1, you get a shout out. If it's $3, you get a shout out. And you get a video, which we're filming right now, um, with our lovely faces in it. Yes. Instead of, and, and a day early too.
1: Um, you also get a shout out if you're a celebrity
0: that um, is doing better. Uh- <laughs> let that be your encouragement let that be your encouragement you too can reach the heights of life of life and you can find us on facebook, facebook at biopsychosocial podcast and on instagram at biopsych pod fuck twitter fuck twitter fuck twitter fuck, twitter. fuck, twitter. fuck, twitter. fuck elon musk, fuck elon musk. <laughs> capitalist nightmare daddy he didn't come in. We didn't just get burned
1: through the ceiling. So that's cool. Um, so be kind to yourself. Um, cheer for people that are having a hard time and uh, be a soft place for them to uh, come back to.
0: Bye. Bye.